Welcome back to another episode of Limbless MD. I'm your host, Vikram Rai, and today I have a really special guest, Dr. Sunny Smith. She is, you know, one of the most powerful women's empowerment physician coaches on the planet. She has, uh, you know, been featured in documentaries on Amazon. She has a podcast, the Empowering Women's Physician Podcast. Her coaching and her, her mindset work has affected, you know, thousands of people all across the country. And I'm so excited because she's going to really go deep with really what's going on with doctors. How can they, you know, gain success, gain fulfillment, and then take it up a notch to the next level. So welcome, Dr. Sunny Smith. Hello. I'm so glad to be here with you. It's so fun to be here and talk about this topic. It's like my most favorite thing to talk about. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. If you're a physician who's making good money, but you're feeling stuck in your current situation, or if you're tired of feeling just comfortable and are ready to pivot toward that freedom and wealth lifestyle you always wanted, then I want to introduce you to my newest program. It's called the Physician Wealth Accelerator, also known as PWA. In PWA, you're going to learn the strategies to gain more passive and active income. You'll learn how to free up 10 plus hours a week to pursue your passions and side gigs. If this resonates with you, then I want to personally invite you to join our elite community of high achieving doctors in the Physician Wealth Accelerator. This is a completely free coaching group where you'll be around other professionals in the medical field who are like you and looking to uplevel their life. You'll get access to live monthly masterclasses, live Q&As, and all of my best personal resources as well as access my new app to help you become limitless. If you want to check it out, there will be a link in the show notes for you. Just click it and you'll be able to join this exclusive community of high-performing docs. Looking forward to connecting with you on the inside. So Sunny, um, you know, our, our listeners are people you know uh, near and dear. They are physicians. They are high performers. They really want to take life to that next level. And they really want to understand, you know, how can they balance being a doctor with all the other responsibilities? And is there a way, you know, the name of my podcast is Limitless MD. Can they truly be that limitless uh, uh, avatar of themselves or is it all a pipe dream? So let's talk about that. And then maybe talk about your origin story a little bit. Yeah, that's such a good question. I think we can be as, as much as we allow ourselves to dream to be. I think that that's the one of the biggest limiting factors, right? If your podcast is limitless MD, one of the biggest limiting factors for all of us as human beings, but in particular as physicians, is our own mindset and how we see ourselves and how we see is what is possible for ourselves because we are so good at executing and excelling on a given plan, right? So it's like, I'm going to get into med school. So early on, you start doing all the right things and then you're going to go into ortho. So you know how to get the research project and then you're going to go into the best residency and the best fellowship. And then you're going to get the perfect attending job and then you're going to make partner and then you're going to be happy. Right. And then that's sort of usually I find where most physicians sort of reach out is like, okay, I, che I checked all the boxes. I did all the things, but we feel sometimes a lot of us feel trapped 
Um, some people who don't feel trapped, they just don't feel as fulfilled because as you know, human beings and human brains really like progress. And so if we're not growing, we feel like we're dying or we're just sort of, um, stagnant. And that is like a career lull that I think a lot of physicians fall into, whether it's being stagnant or being so bad as being trapped. And so what if the question for me is like, what if being a physician is the beginning? What if that's the foundation? Like, what if this is what we build the entire rest of our futures on? And it can include full-time clinical medicine. It could include part-time clinical medicine. It could include using your expertise in other areas, right? Physicians have so many characteristics that will A, that hold them back, but B, more importantly, that um, allow them to thrive in any space. Like we, we self-normalize because we hang around a lot of physicians. So we hang around people who are super smart, super educated, intelligent, high earners, know how to achieve. And for me, because I work mostly with women, we are some of the most educated and powerful women who've ever walked the face of the planet, right? Because like only right around the time I was born, could women even have credit cards in their own name. <laughs> and we used to be property of men, you know, legally in the U.S. And so just when we think about as physicians, all of us are so, again, compared to everyone throughout all of human history. And then when you include all the technology that's available to us today and all the opportunities available to us today, it's like, it's, it's, um, such a shame in some way. So, so predictable and stereotypical that a lot of physicians think, oh, I have to work these number of hours and take this call and be on for this long weekend and do it exactly as my employer says until I'm 65. And the truth is it's, that's just not real. All the rules are made up. And when you realize and have the insight all the rules are made up by human beings. And they were made about a hundred years ago for medicine, right? <laughs> about what residency would look like, about what hours people would stay in the hospital when there were no antibiotics or EHRs or most of the interventions that we have. So what if we, I believe that now is the time really where physicians are reinventing and going to be reinventing. And there's some on the forefront, like you and many colleagues that you work with who are on the forefront of like, Hey, it doesn't have to be this way, or this isn't all there is. It is an incredibly noble profession and right. It's not either, or, and you can really, really start thinking outside the box now because you've demonstrated, you have all of the skills and capacity to do anything you want. It's really limitless what you can apply the rest of your life to. Uh, Sonny, oh man, that gave me some goosebumps. <laughs> so that was awesome. Uh, like yeah. Where were you like 10 years ago when I needed you? <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so here's, I just want to unpack something. So one reinvent. I love that word reinvent guys. Listen to that again. She's talking about is as a physician, it's not the end, it's the beginning and using yes. your physician framework as a foundation. And in mm -hmm. fact, that's what I've done. I know you've done that, Sunny. So let's get into your story. How did you first experience all this uh, plethora of information, like, you know, the burnout or, you know, it's, you know, you went from breakdown to breakthrough. Tell, yeah. me how, how, tell me how that happened. So many people do, right? Like most people who have a breakthrough have some kind of story where they were at some point where you had to have a breakthrough. And so 
Um, there's many places where we could ben begin in my story, of course, as there are for all of us and all of your podcast guests. But um, I was an academic physician for my entire career, and I was at UCSD. I started in 1997 as a medical school student and started, if I look back now as an entrepreneur, you can always trace. Everything seems like it doesn't make any sense going forward, but looking back, you can connect the dots. And so I helped start uh, one of the large, what became one of the largest student-run free clinics in the country. And now I see, and I later became the medical director, and we brought that from, you know, $2,500 where I would bake cookies and Rice Krispie treats to fund something to help homeless people, people affected by homelessness and the working poor. Like you had to believe that you could make that happen. Like that's not a thing that's available, right? To go into the basement of a church and just start asking people sitting down and breaking bread with people who are there for a meal and say, hey, do you need some help? And showing up week after week until they trust you. And then before you know it, you know, you're writing grants as a student and making things happen and learning how to manage and learning how to um, transport hazardous waste and all of these things that, you know, I did as a first, second, third, fourth year medical student. And then I said to my boss, she said, what do you want to do? I said, I don't know, but I want to do what this is. I want to do what you do. Like, I just want to run this thing that's different. That's not like everywhere else where everyone's there with heart and soul and spirit. And so, um, that she's like, that's not a job. And that's not a specialty and that doesn't pay. And so we'll see how that goes for you. So I chose to be a family doctor so I could take care of people who had nowhere else to go. Um, and we, she then later was able to get some grants and called me when I finished my residency and said, Hey, remember you said you wanted my job. There's actually a job now. So will you come back and be our first full-time medical director? Oh, wow. I know. And so like, in a way I can see that and I'll, I'll get into how, um, you know, I fell into this work, but I can see that from all along, it's like believing in something that didn't exist. And then we ended up growing that to a multi-million dollar free clinic, the largest student run free clinic in the country. And now most medical students have, um, the opportunity to participate in a free clinic at their medical school. And we published our outcomes in JAMA and our outcomes exceed any, you know, healthcare organization. And so just believing that excellence is possible and believing that you don't have to look at the checkbox, A, B, C, D, and choose one of them. You could be like, E, none of the above, right? <laughs> like I, I know what none I want. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow my heart. And like, that just wasn't a job, but I was like, no, this is, this is what my heart is called to do. This is what I want. And this is how I want to do it. I didn't, I tried to work in an FQHC 15 minute visits. It just wasn't the right fit for me. And so I created a space that was an amazing fit for me for my whole career. So I stayed there, um, you know, assistant professor, associate professor, clinical professor, full professor. And then, and I was super busy. I got, um, an accelerated promotion for doing six years work and three years time, which is like lauded as a good thing. <laughs> and in hindsight, I'm like, that is terrible that I was doing six years work and three years time. Right. And so what happened is I had a son, had a baby. And so I was like, wow, you really can't keep up this pace forever because if there's someone at home that depends on you, you can't work 24 hours a day anymore. And then um, while I was very busy, I ended up getting in an accident. I was working nights at the free clinic and I worked mm. weekends, et cetera. And so I got in an accident, a bike accident in Tahiti. And I happened to break my face and both of my arms. Oh my and God. so I couldn't care for myself at all. All of a sudden I wasn't scheduled to be out. Right. And this was 
Mother's Day. So it was right before summer where all those sub eyes and, you know, letters of rec and all of the stuff that a professor has to do and a course director has to do. So I was like, no, the world is going to stop because everyone needs my letter and my kid needs to be driven to preschool. And like, I can't not work. My charts were undone, of course, like most physicians. Um, but the truth is the world keeps spinning, you know? And so I couldn't care for myself. I couldn't bathe myself. I couldn't shower myself. I couldn't feed myself. I had to lay flat on my back for months. And I ended up with, you know, the head injury gave me positional um, POTS, you know, or this is static tachycardia syndrome. And so uh, I couldn't even sit. So I was just like laying there, laying there. And so through what was going through your mind, what was going through my mind was why to get on that freaking bike. Why to get on that bike? Why to get on that bike? Why to get on that? Like, all I wanted to do was undo that moment. Mm. I was so arguing with reality, right? A coach knows that term of like, when you, when you argue with reality, you lose a hundred percent of the time. And so, <laughs> um, at that point, I, other physician moms and people in physician moms group had reached out to me and told me there was an app on my phone called, cause I couldn't read either or watch TV cause I had a head injury. So I was, you know, out of it. And so people had said, Hey, you could listen to something on podcast called the life coach school. And I'm like, what's a podcast. All I know is that what med students this? listen. This was, um, 2018. Okay. Uh, no, 17 was the accident. 18, I started my company. So okay. getting quickly to that was just, you know, I was, it was not optional. When you say a breakdown to a breakthrough, it was not optional. I totally fell into this, but I was open and ready and sort of like looking back, you could see I had growth mindset and personal development books on my shelf all the time about happiness, et cetera. So um, yeah, so I ended up, my husband would put these AirPods in my ears and oh my I would just lay there because I couldn't touch anything, right? My hands were broken. And so I would just listen as he was gone to work for like eight hours a day of life coach school, like teaching us, you can't control your circumstances outside of you, but you can control how you think and feel about it and what you do about it. And so that's when I started seeing this as a blessing as like, my life may have gone on and on and on the way it was working, working, working till I retired, which was the plan. If not for this forced slowdown and actually I'll fast forward. So that again, 2017, so five years ago now, um, almost exactly. And so now fast forward the five years, you know, you can ask me about the company end up building and all of this stuff in the meanwhile, but I just lost my mom this summer. And yeah. I can tell you, you know, when you lose a parent and you realize you're generous, cause it's not like I, you know, I've lost other people before too, but it becomes like, Oh, our generation is next. Like this mm. is, I'm the matriarch of my family now, you so know? The, and you're like mortality so is real. Yeah. My mortality is real. And the fact that this lived experience is all we get. It, I, I learned that when I couldn't care for myself. And I was just like, if I ever walk again, or if I ever feed myself again, I'll be so fortunate. And that was how I changed the mindset from that. How did I get on that effing bike? Why didn't I not take, <laughs> take that stupid bike ride? But now I'm like, that bike ride was the biggest blessing that ever came. And then I started reshaping and reforming my story about a lot of really painful things I had in my life. And then I started not wanting to be able to tolerate the life that I had been living. And so wait, I wait, just started. Wait, hold on one yeah. second. I just want to, I, I heard you say something very interesting, not tolerate the life yeah. I was living. So yeah. you were ready to go screaming back to that life. Yeah. And you're cursing the, what happened. Right. And now you're like blessing what happened. And you're like, right. well, it was like a complete reframe of your previous life. 
Totally, because I noticed I was in forced stillness and what, what everyone then? around was me. When you were laying down and you were yeah, those podcasts my, and then something happened? So the podcast would teach me, you know, I get to control how I think and feel about things. So I'm going to see this as a blessing and I'm going to see this as a force slowing and I'm going to get better. And thank goodness I'm alive. I could have died. I really could have died. I remember being on the operating table uh, about to go in and saying to my husband, goodbye, and thank you for giving me a good life. <sighs> so... So just being here is a gift, being here is a gift. And it's hard to take it, that gift for granted, you know, when you're that close to it and then you get busy and you forget. And so that's what we all do. We forget. We have these scares. We have something happen in our family. We forget. But when I went back, so my friends would come and visit me when I was slow, when I was very, very slow for stillness. And they're so busy, 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 this, this, this charts, 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 charts. I'm just like, what? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Mm -hmm. Just watching all my closest friends torturing their own souls with all of these constructs that we have in medicine about how fast we have to go, how the charts have to be done, how much call we have to take, how many hours we have to do. And then we have to drive the kids on the weekend. Da, da, da. It's like, we're, what are we all rushing to? Why are we doing this? Is this the life we worked so hard to create? Like this is, there was supposed to be a pot of gold at the end of this rainbow. Have we been sold a bill of goods? What are we doing? And so then when I went back, all the things that used to upset me so much, I was like, it's really not that big of a deal. Like, I'm just not going to choose to opt back in to the way I used to live my life. And so I just saw everything very differently. And then I realized how much my mindset mattered. And then, you know, once I finished listening to all 200 something of the podcasts who were, that were out at that time, <laughs> and I had never heard of coaching, life coaching, entrepreneurship. Yeah. I'd never, no, I mean, I ran you know, a free uh, clinic. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Uh, yeah. Sunny. Um, I know a lot of doctors here think coaching is woo woo. Oh it, yeah. Uh, it's a very soft skill. Yeah. It's, you know, maybe, maybe it's for executives and CEOs at most, maybe yes. it's like a business thing. Uh, how have you seen physicians either come around or how are, how are they starting to interact with this term coaching? And yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. It's such a good question. I think at this time frame really is the time that we're talking about from, you know, my accident was 2017, 2018. I decided to go ahead and sign up. I knew of one other physician, her name's Katrina Ubell. And, um, she actually just sent me an advanced copy of her book, but I knew that <laughs> and it's coming out next month. <laughs> um, but I, knew of one human who was a physician coach. And so I told my husband, no, there's one other woman and she was a pediatrician and she doesn't sound crazy. She sounds totally normal. And so if, if she can do this, I think I, I really, I feel called to do it too. And I'm not crazy. I swear to you, I'm not crazy. I'm not joining a cult. <laughs> Like, you know, my, my husband's like, we have, we both have great careers. Right? <laughs> exactly. What are you doing? And so um, when I went there, I actually saw a handful of physician who showed up to be trained as coaches too. I was like, whoa, there's other physicians right away. I'm like, what's your name? What's your number? Where do you work? What do you do? Let's all come together. And so since then we've been growing and growing and now there's over 300 of us who That's trained awesome. at the same institution. But I, so I knew it worked from my lived experience. These other physicians knew it worked from their own lived experience. And then in 2019, the leaders in physician coaching, so Tate Shanafel, Lottie Derby, Mickey Trockel, um, all came out with an article in a randomized controlled trial that was published in JAMA, randomized, right? So physicians who got it, coaching, and physicians who didn't get coaching, they all raised their hand and opted in, but some had to wait. And those who got coaching 
got better. They had improved quality of life. They had decreased burnout. They had all kinds of outcomes that were better. Those who didn't receive the coaching and had to wait, they not only didn't get better with some kind of, you know, standardized wellness thing that we usually offer, they got worse. Hmm. So people who are not getting coached are getting worse while those who are are getting better. And so there, I talked about that podcast. I, I was so happy when that came out and I was telling everyone screaming it from the rooftops. I was like, yes, I knew it was true, but now I have data and I was already doing it and doing very well in my company, but I felt very validated. I was already speaking at national physician meetings about what we were doing. And um, then someone who actually heard me on my podcast, it was not a physician coach, but she was a woman physician and my voice had resonated with her. She was listening, she says, in the rain and listening with her baby on her chest and just, you know, why is she so burned out? Again, for us, often as women, it's like once we add another human into our world, we're like, whoa, we can't do this the way we used to. What the hell? What gives? What are we going to do? And, um, so she went on and got trained later as a coach as well at the place where I trained. And then she made her own randomized controlled trial, which just got published in JAMA. <laughs> and it showed the same thing as that. And this was for resident physicians mm -hmm. and they have very little control over their lives. Right. Cause people are like, oh, you have to change the system. And you do, it's both. And we do need to change the system. And while we're waiting for people to move the boulder, we can remove the pebble from our shoe, right? Like that's the thing. And yeah, so it, you, it works. Work on the system, but work on the cell you, first. Cell yeah. first always. And so yeah. now there's three randomized controlled trials and then my own data. I didn't even know there's that much data out there. Wow. Yeah. Oh, there's real data. We can link to all of them in your podcast if you want yeah, to. Yeah, please let's do that. <laughs> and then, um, and my, so there's a third randomized control trial, but in my own data, I've reviewed it recently, just within the last couple of months with um, physician wellness leaders, experts, those that I just talked about. And ours is the most impactful data that exists for pre-post data and the so the most but, like um, effective so, Sonny, physician wellness intervention. In yeah. I want to jump in here and ask like, cause I have some people like, okay, that sounds great. Sonny, you know, Vic, I know your coach. I know Sonny, you coach, but that like, what do you do for me when I'm in a session <laughs> with you? Like, what is People this, don't what, know. Like, yeah. Well, that's this, a really I mean, good what are you question. whispering in my ear? That's going to make me so happy, <laughs> so wealthy, so I know. fulfilled in life. Tell I know. I know. That's such a good question. I should ask you, but I think there's, a, there's a lot of different ways that people coach. And first of all, coaching, you know, I mean, could you say it's new? You could try and say it's new, but also it's also the things that we refer to are also in ancient religions and in Buddhism and in stoicism. And like, they've been around what you think matters, what you perceive matters. And so what we help people do is we help people identify what is the inarguable fact and circumstance of their situation. Like I am 47 years old right? That is a fact. I'm not getting any younger <laughs> or my arms were broken. I have neuropathy or, you know, whatever the thing was for me, you identify the fact and then you identify what it is you're thinking and feeling about it and how you're sort of perpetuating the life that you live in. And you are creating the results that you have all around you all the time. Now, yes, racism is real. Inequality is real. Gender bias is real. Misogyny is real. The system is what it is. The data is what it is. And those are the things like facts, like a hurricane exists, but you can get on a plane <laughs> or you can um, get stormproof windows or you can get, you know, the shades that you pull down or you can build your cistern. So it's like 
while we're still trying to do these other things, we help you find your agency in your power, no matter where you are. Actually, there's a book um, that's called The Choice by a Holocaust survivor named Edith Egger. And I just had her in our coaching program. And I highly recommend that any physician who feels they don't have a choice to listen, either Google her on YouTube or listen to her book on Audible, because if she was in a concentration camp in Auschwitz and she believed that she all she that she survived because she told herself always, I have a choice. I can choose cannibalism or to eat grass. I can choose when I'm choosing to eat grass, this blade or that. And so the human will and human spirit autonomy is incredibly important Mm -hmm. to all humans, but particularly also physicians. It's what we feel like we've lost. And so it's like, Hey, listen, there's always a choice always, no matter how small it seems or feels. So like, where is your agency? Where's your power? If you start to believe you have a choice, you start to act on it, right? Cause then think, feel, act. Think, feel, act. Think, feel, act. So those actions, they're coming from a place. If I have choice here, you're not the boss of me, right? Like a little toddler would say. <laughs> like, But we learn to comply and we learn to become complicit. And we basically, you know, go through this indoctrination, sort of like being in the military in medical school in terms of like, you do what you're told. And there's no real arguing with, yeah, I'm not going to take call or I'm not going to see that many patients that fast. You just do it and you learn. It's like the hidden curriculum, they say, you know? So we just comply. And then once I think it's very powerful to work with physicians who are done with their journey, right? Because when you're an attending, you really are the boss. Like there are no excuses. And yes, you could say I have 400,000 in student loan debt. And yes, you could say my employer, this, that, or the other. And you still have life and breath and choice. So let's go. What do you yeah. want to create in your life? It's radical yeah. responsibility, I think, is what coaching yeah. is. I think radical yeah, responsibility. ownership, taking yes. responsibility for life. And then yes. and then it's it's all fiction. Might as well you yes. take the pen and create the fiction you choose because yeah. <laughs> might as well enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. The future is your property and you get to write there whatever you want. And nobody gets to say whether it's right or wrong. And maybe it's delusional positivity. And I don't care. I'd rather be delusional in the belief that things are going to turn out than delusional in the belief that they won't because our brains have a negativity bias, as you know, so well, it's going to wake us up in the middle of the night and tell us all the things that could go terrible. Yeah. And it could actually work out too. So, right. So Sunny, let me ask you a question. What's on your nightstand right now? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, or audible nights and audible. Oh my gosh. I, I always have so many. I was just reading Keith Cunningham, uh, oh, the yeah. road, less stupid, the road, less, so stupid. the road, less stupid is so good. I was just re-listening to that on audible. Cause some of the chapters I really like. So if anyone in here isn't actually is an entrepreneur already, or perceiving that they're probably going down the entrepreneur road, that's one that you just got to read at some point. As I mentioned, Katrina's book just came out. And so because she's a friend and colleague, um, I'm I'm pre-reading it sort of ahead of time and um, going to give her feedback. And several of the last books that I read are actually books from former clients of mine or oh, cool. current clients. And like, so awesome, right? So like I just read Jimmy Turner's Determined and he was a client okay. of mine and it's about how yeah. physicians can take back control and yeah. no matter the system is what it is, sort of basically the same type of stuff that we're just talking about right now. Yeah, he's coming um, on my uh, podcast soon. Yeah. Oh, so awesome. Yeah. So he'll be talking about that too. It's a very small world, but I think there's a group of us out there like 
we can change the world. And even there's just some power in knowing there's other people climbing other mountaintops, you could say, and just saying, I know you're out there in the distance and keep climbing and keep doing and keep changing the world around you. Cause he's at wake forest as an example, like, I don't know people at wake forest, right. But he can. And so we all speak to different people, like your people, will hear you for a certain reason that you don't even know. And like I just said, there was a woman who listened to my podcast who then went and did a randomized controlled trial. And so we need so many physicians showing up differently in our own clinics, in our own hospitals, in our own families, and speaking our own truth with maybe it doesn't have to look the way it always used to. Or maybe I'm evolving as a human being and there's seasons in my life and I'm going to change, you know, with the seasons. I I love the season analogy. And I also love this analogy of, you know, I'm a big movie fan. So unplugging from the matrix, you know, and and living you know, this awakened life, the enlightened physician, the awakened physician. I think yeah. that's what you're advocating for, Sunny. And you've done a, like a phenomenal job. And and tell me about the, the do you take non-women clients? Oh, I'm that's sure a good question. Guys, like Jimmy. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of guys <laughs> yeah. here like, yo, why are you, why are you, why are you hating on I, me? I know. You know, it's so interesting. So my company is called Empowering Physicians. Yeah. It's not actually called Empowering Women Physicians, but yeah. um, because I always had the foresight, right? That all physicians, you know, need to be on the same team here, right? Yeah. Um so I started my podcast called Empowering Women Physicians because it's basically, that was how this all started, is um, speaking to people that are like me and my friends who I saw suffering when I was sick. And I very quickly learned that actually some people don't identify even with the term woman. And some people feel like they're more gender fluid. And I was like, OMG, am I Mm -hmm. so accidentally exclusionary and so apologetic that I didn't even realize that the name of my podcast and my coaching program is excluding some subset of people. And um, so there's that. And then in addition, like as a, as a business owner slash entrepreneur slash change maker slash thought leader, you don't want to exclude your allies. And so always I have, you know, we're going to allow anyone who wants to be the change they wish to see in the world to be there. And so we don't exclude them. They just have to know like, dude, it's going to be 99% ladies in here. It's just like as if you're on a women in medicine committee. If you are, there's usually a guys, It's good news. She takes everybody. And where, how how can they find out more about your coaching program, Sunny? Uh, They could just Google empowering women physicians or go to empoweringwomenphysicians.com or, um, go to the, uh, we have a Facebook group that is for the women physicians and there's a podcast. Okay. So yeah, Great. these are podcast listeners. So they probably want to go check out the podcast. So yeah. we have a podcast guys, uh, empowering women physicians. Uh, there's a website empowering women physicians.com. All of this will be in the show notes and, um, Man, this is amazing. And now you live in, is it uh, Puerto Rico? Yeah. So the story, the story quickly goes that, so that I went 80%, 60%, 17% at my full-time job. And then, you know, running a multi-million dollar coaching company requires you to step up and be a CEO and, and really deal with a whole, as I said, like I'm reading about how to manage people and manage teams and all of this. So, um, this is my full-time job now. Um, and it's amazing to surround myself with other women entrepreneurs in and outside of medicine who are, um, making change. And so that is how I ended up in Puerto Rico is because I was in San Diego because of UC San Diego school of medicine. And then I was, um, in communities of entrepreneurs and they're like, you're in California. 
and you're running this big company and let's talk about, you know, people were always saying to me, my legal team and, you know, advisors, et cetera, Houses like too, you, huh? yeah. Do you need to stay in California? There's different legal. Cause I have people who work for me in all different States, right. I have women physicians who work for me all over the place. And so you have to think, what is the corporate law in your state and in their state? And so you just start having different kinds of problems <laughs> to solve. And so um, people recommended actually that I check out Puerto Rico. I was like, that is crazy. I'm never doing that. I would never, I can't imagine. And then we came to visit for spring break. We're like, oh, maybe. And then all of a sudden we're like, <laughs> we love it here now. And then my friends thought I was crazy. And as you know, some of my friends came to visit me. And then within a week, they're like, we're going to move here too. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's so much fun. My husband just turned 40 and we just hopped on a plane and went to the Virgin Islands. Like you can you can create, I'm not, I don't recommend that everybody leave medicine, but what I recommend is that people find their North star and keep course correcting and keep course correcting and keep course correcting and just allow whatever develops to develop over time. And most of my clients do not move to a Puerto Rican Island <laughs> and stop practicing medicine, right? So they don't have to be me. This has been my journey. But what we do, as you know, is we teach people to listen to their own internal voice and just do more of that. That's awesome, guys. Guys, this is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. Um, I love how authentic and raw you are with us and you shared, you know, your your origin and everything you've done. And it, it's really about empowering physicians out there. And, and I, you know, I'm an advocate for that. You are as well. And, you know, I want to thank you for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, and all those resources as well. So guys, please check out the podcast. Please check out the the website and, and get into our ecosystem and our universe because it's 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 going to make you, you know, uh, scale up, rise up, be the best version of yourself, expand from the caterpillar into the cocoon, um, into a, the butterfly that we're meant to be. And guys, until next time, be phenomenal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal.